What's up, all you boys and all you girls and everyone else? Uh, it is me, it is I, your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, Tommy Tomatoes. Hey, how you doing? To bring you to another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. Uh, right now, this is kind of like an overtime edition where we'll be finishing up on our episode yeah. last week, uh, our, our draft um, our draft review uh, episode where we're going to specifically talk about our favorite team's draft. Uh, usually, we, we do every Friday night, of course, and we usually do two episodes together on just stuff that we have going, but... We, we skipped on the Giants and the Eagles last week because we knew this was going to be an extensive overview. And we kind of want this to be an extensive overview on how we see our draft. So that's why we bring it here tonight with my third episode here. Yeah. So, Tommy, what are we getting started with? Let's get started off with the New York Football Giants. I do have a lot of notes on them. I have a lot of notes on the Eagles. And, I'm of course, I know your favorite team is the Giants. So I went, not that I would go out of my way to look up information on the Giants draft, but I did for mm-hmm. you. So oh, let's go with the well, Giants first. So let's start off with our first round draft pick, and that's Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida. Connor, this is your team. I'll let you have the floor, and then I want to give my thoughts too as well, if you don't mind. Go ahead. So where do I begin with this? Um, so not only did the Giants trade back in the draft and obtain gold, uh, in their assets next year, a first, a first round pick um, and a fourth round pick next year, including uh, a fifth round pick this past year as well. But uh, oh, most importantly, most importantly, the draft pick next year in a loaded and deep class. Um, but they traded back. Obviously, they didn't get their guy uh, in Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle, which was you know there that was the two of them were their top targets. Uh, and then the other cornerbacks, uh, Sertain and Devontae Smith ahead of him. I just, I don't know, I'm just really clouding my mind. I don't know, some like Flappy Bird or whatever. whatever. <laughs> some pigeon. Yeah, some pigeon. Yeah, that's right. Um, some right. trash bird. Uh, but, you know, that was their move, and they were reportedly livid um, when the Eagles selected Devontae Smith. But. They were keen on getting another weapon for Daniel Jones, and they traded back and they got their weapon for him. Um, Kadarius Tony is—he's—he's he's the most explosive playmaker in the draft. Um, he is like when, when you say ga- like a gadget receiver, I feel like sometimes that has a negative connotation. But not when you're describing a player like Kadarius Tony. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. It's true. They do have a negative connotation. Yeah. But he is a guy. So my favorite player in this draft was Jalen Waddle, who I wish fell to the Giants. And Kadarius Tony reminds me a lot of him. Like, I I like to call him Jalen Waddle light. But uh, more you know, more of a comparison. He reminds me a lot of a former University of Florida great, Percy Harvin. Um, and even uh, there was another comparison to Alvin Kamara that was made that I also very much agree with, like the way that he makes moves downfield and makes people miss. He is like, he is a tackle breaking machine. Uh, like, I mean, you watch his highlight clips and it's just constant highlights like it's just highlight after highlight it's 
dynamic play after dynamic You're play. You're right. I usually see him and a lot of other opposing teams like trying to tackle him. Yeah, after yeah. Him, it's so. one of those like you see six, seven guys miss a tackle and he somehow gets free. Uh, but what he is, what what makes this such an intriguing pick is you can use him all over the field. So he's going to be playing primarily in the slot, but he has the size to move outside. You know, not that he's he has great size, but he's six foot, um, about two hundred pounds. Uh, I, I think he's just below two hundred, um, but. You can move him outside if need be. You can utilize him in jet sweeps, bubble screens, um, slants. He can be a deep threat. That's also another comparison. He's very similar to Tyreek Hill, where he's got that that quick step and that very quick burst. Uh, he ran a four three nine uh, at the at the pro day. It's a good number. But yeah, those numbers are kind of inflated. They are, but they still they are human time. Yeah, but. Uh, Still, if you're running, if you're running a four three nine there, I, I don't know what the couple of middle exactly. And sometimes that may that might go in the other direction. The Giants are being nitpicky. Yeah, <laughs> but he's got he's got the ability to break free downfield. Um, but I really think he is the most dangerous with the ball in his hands. So you're going to see a lot of quick slants, quick bubble screens where he's just taking off, and that's where you see him kind of form into that Alvin Kamara when he's got the ball in his hands moving downfield. He runs like a running back, uh, and he's just got such great quickness and second speed um, and able to he, – he reads the he reads the field super well. He's got really good vision. The one thing that um, he needs to work on a little bit is his route running, which uh, – so he's very good at creating separation – um, he's got great twitch, um, and he's got, you know, great moves to, to get open. Um, but sometimes he freelances a little too much and that can be confusing for a quarterback because they don't know, you know, if he's going left, if he's going right. Um, so that's something you definitely need to work on, but it's something that's very, you know, easily teachable, uh, something that you can get down fairly quick and with the right coaching. Um, and you know that can expand the route tree, but he really broke out his his last year at Florida. Um, you know, he, he, the other thing that is a little uh, worrisome is, is the injury history. Um, now, to his credit, he plays through uh, a lot of the injuries. He's very tough, um, but you know it is something to kind of look out for. But the talent is absolutely there. Like yeah. he he's he's definitely in my eyes the most explosive playmaker in the draft, uh, and that's what the Giants need, and that's what Daniel Jones needs. Because, like I said before, with the signing of Kenny Galladay, you need to give Daniel Jones weapons to prove that he is the guy. And what someone like Kadarius Tony does too is that that's that's a player where you can give him the ball quick and let him do the rest. And that does great for Daniel Jones' confidence. It sets up, you know, different plays down the field um, for him. It also opens the field up for other receivers. And uh, and, and I, think, I think that's great for Daniel Jones. But I also think it's great for Jason Garrett, who is probably the most vanilla offensive coordinator in <laughs> football right now. And, you know, he doesn't use pre-snap motion, um, you know, very rarely use play action. 
But with a player like Kadarius Toney, who thrives in those jet sweeps and those bubble screens, it's going to push Jason Garrett to have to be more creative and open up, you know, the playbook a little bit more and, you know, create more creative plays that they can utilize to trick teams out. And even, you know, Kadarius Tony was a quarterback in high school, so they could use a lot of flea flicker plays. I think they're going to utilize him the same way that they used Odell, um, where they're going to have him returning punts, uh, you know, maybe returning kicks, but especially punts. Um, do those little like sweet plays where he's throwing the ball downfield. They're going to do a lot of that with him. And it's when, when we're saying that it's going to, we're going to see now if Daniel Jones, the guy we're also going to see within the first, I don't know, six to 10 weeks of Jason Garrett's like going to be there for any longer than that. Because I think if the offense, if, if the offense spirals out of control and just can't put up points, Garrett's gone. Agreed. So that's another reason why I like the pick, which it doesn't necessarily have all that to do with Kadarius Tony's attributes, but it, it's it, it pushes uh, Garrett to be more creative. So what I have written on Kadarius Tony here is his pro compositions, and I have strengths and weaknesses. Something that you touched up on, but I'm just gonna go ahead with what I've written down here. So pro comp, I've seen things like Harry Douglas. Even the Alvin Kamara and the Debo Samuel, which is kind of all over the place, but I see it more as a Debo Samuel type of player. Yeah, see, with a mixture of an Alvin Kamara type of player, Harry Douglas. I don't know really where that comp comes from. I don't understand the Harry I don't Douglas either, one. But at let all. me go with strength. So dynamic player. He's a running back type, full of shift moves, and he's great right after the catch. Um, he's a great. He's a good break once uh, once he gets his foot in the ground. He's really good at that. When he runs his routes, yep. he gets his foot and he pivots. Mm -hmm. He's good at that. And he's a good gadget type of player, which can be a negative connotation, as you said previously in the beginning of this whole evaluation of Kadarius Tony. Um, he has high acceleration, so he gets to his top speed very quickly. And he's very physical, which I love to see from a wide receiver. Yep. Um, the weaknesses, which you touched up on before, um, injury concerns, which I don't think is much to really bat an eye about. I think that he got over that. It's a really early thing they had in college. Um, inconsistent hand at times, and he doesn't run routes full all the time. And we touched up on this outside, yeah. where that um, he would run routes and the quarterback might not know where he is at the time. So he's going to have to build up on that. He doesn't have a problem getting open, but you need to build rapport with your quarterback. Yes, he does. But I want to touch up on the inconsistent hands thing because – uh, at his during his four-year career at Florida, he only had three registered drops. So I don't really understand where the inconsistent hands uh, comment comes from. Um, you know, maybe I got to look at a little more tape and, and see you know what they register as drops and stuff. But but three drops over four years is pretty good to me. I mean, I, 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 was, yeah. I, was, I was signed up on that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, let's say you average what four years of college, and you have three drops. It's like cool. I was at college for like seven years, but like yeah. who's counting? Dude, I hear you. I hear you, bro. So anyway, um, let's go to the second round pick of Aziz Ojulari. So I'm gonna touch up on my pro composition weaknesses and. and uh, why don't you strength. give? Why don't you give everything that you have written down, and I'll run off. Yes, that. I agree. I agree because Connor. You give a lot of insight, and I appreciate it because you're really good at that. You know these draft picks very well. So let's go with Zizo Jolari. So my pro composition is Joey Porter, which if he turns out to be Joey Porter, 
I sign off on that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So some of his strengths, I believe he's NFL ready from day one. Um, he has quickness and explosiveness from the outside rushing in. He uh, he dominates tight ends, so don't worry about that. That, that, that he's not going to be worried about tight end chipping him or anything like that. Um, he has good hands. He has good speed to power, which I love to see because he could transition that from his quickness into being overpowerful for that tackle. Um, he has um, he has good burst and he can run stunts, which I love absolutely too. Yeah, you can put him anywhere you stunts want. Stunts are big. Defensive line. Leonard Williams running those stunts. Absolutely, which I love. So weaknesses again is injury concerns. So um, the knee doctors uh, believe that his knee could get progressively worse over time. Now, James and uh, Dr. James Andrews did say that like his knee is good Andrews. to go, but teams do do their own due diligence on the knee, and they did not see him as a trackable person in the first round. So and we'll I see think, how that pans out. Yeah. But he needs to develop uh, another weaknesses. He needs to develop other pass rushing moves. Like swim moves, spin moves, mm-hmm. power moves, bull rushing moves, all those type of like moves you need to be an all around good pass rushing linebacker. And that's all I've written down for. So kind of the floor Yeah, so uh, you know, I agree with a lot of those points. I, I actually, you know, I compare him a lot to uh, a past Giants great in OCU Manura. Um, I, I, obviously, I a little bit different. About him. Yeah, as you should. You want to know why? Those seven or six sacks. I'm listening justice. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. The worst. That was a great day. <laughs> um, great night. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but anywho, uh, where he's not, he, he, he can play down in the three technique, but he's more so going to be coming off the edge. Um, but he has similar bend to OC, where he can just bend around those tackles, which I love to see. And he's got that, he's got that speed and he's got that explosiveness. And one of the biggest uh, attributes that I've heard from a lot of people that is not really quantifiable is his heart. He just, he keeps coming. Like the dude just has heart. And that even goes back to the whole injury concern. Apparently it was a knee from a high school injury, um, arthritis. Like there was talks about that, Uh, but he hasn't missed a game. He didn't miss a game in college. Like, dude plays a, through. Somebody said something which made him drop. Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. one of those cases. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, well. This, it, is, this is one of my favorite cases. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, and I'm not even, like, I'm not even dogging teams for for, for passing up on that. Like, the, hearing about a knee is always, like. You hear it all the time. Yeah. But, it, but it's all, but it's scary. Like, some guys are like, I don't know. Like, you might not. People you might not be okay with that. For whatever reason. DK yeah. Metcalf is the most recent one that dropped because yeah. of his neck issues or something like yeah. that. But, you know, anyway, but, I mean, you know. The, I the, think like, it's going to be big, like, big paying dividends for the uh, New, York, New York Giants. It's, 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 it's a valuable, like, it, I mean, I, I understand the concern. But at the same time, like, th- this guy doesn't miss a snap. He, he always plays. And he's just got tremendous, tremendous explosiveness. Uh, and speed off the edge. Uh, I, th- I think he's going to be a day one impact. And the other thing that I love too is the scheme fit. I think he fits Patrick Graham's scheme perfectly. Like this, like this is what I was worried about with the other edge rushers in this draft, like Quiddy Pay and Gregory Rousseau, uh, and you know guys like that. I was just kind of like, 
I mean, not that I was really even that high on them in the first place, but I didn't see them fitting this scheme. Aziz Ojulari fits this scheme and he fits it perfectly. And the other thing that's great about that is he he did drop back into coverage in Georgia, at Georgia. Like he did do that. I forgot to write that down. And, but he, I, I did see that. Like yeah. He's very good at driving. Yeah. And, that. and that's something that's going to be asked upon him. And that's going to be a huge difference maker for this defense if he's able to do that um, at a high level. Because not that it's really required as much from an edge rusher perspective, but linebackers in this day and age, that's what you're looking for in a linebacker. It's not like old school where you're looking for like bull rush, like just charge the gaps, guys. You're looking for guys that can drop back into coverage. Absolutely. And to have that in an edge rusher, that opens up everything. So, I mean, this is definitely my favorite pick for the Giants, um, but also one of my favorite, but also one of my favorite picks of the draft itself. And I thought was one of the biggest steals in the draft. I agree, 100%. This is one of my favorite picks in all the draft. I think this guy fits your scheme perfectly, as you said previously. And I think he's a first-round talent, possibly top 15. I think I think it's crazy that he dropped this far. So you guys jump in the opportunity, and I, I applaud you for that. Um, another pick that I love that you guys made was in round three. Aaron Robinson, the cornerback out of uh, University of Central Florida. Um, pro composition is the guy who went with the Eagles to sign. And that's Stephen Nelson. So his strengths... He loves being in action, loves being physical, which I love from a corner. He can play outside, but I think he's more of a slot corner at the NFL level. Um, he has short area burst, which is great for a slot corner because you want to recognize the play and jump in and maybe swat that ball away, tackle right immediately, all that kind of shit. Um, he's a good hitter with the ability to drop the ball loose, just piggybacking off what I just said. Um, weaknesses, he commits to fakes rather quickly. Which I, which I, I don't know, of course, is bad, but he has a lot of busted coverages on his resume, and he needs to recognize the route trees a little bit better. So, a little work to do. Definitely some work to do. Round back here, but if you have James Bradbury, Adoree Jackson, and this guy, Aaron Robinson, is ready to play from day one, a lot of teams, their biggest defense is nickel. So this is this is a great exactly. scenario for you guys. Exactly. It's gonna it, pretty much every team is running nickel and dime. Like yeah the majority of their defenses and uh i mean you pretty much touched on everything but just adding a few things i mean one of the the biggest reasons i mean not only did i feel like at the time aaron robinson was the best cornerback on the board um i i felt like he was the best cornerback on the board and this is also a, a joe judge uh a joe judge move um which i mean it should be really everybody it's not just joe judge but he loves his versatility and robinson isn't your prototypical slot cornerback he has the size and the press experience to potentially play outside if needed yes. so he can do that and that's, and that's huge um and he also you know he picked up uh you know pro football focus he picked up an 80 plus run de- defense grade um in each of the pa- like past two seasons um at ucf so that's another big big important thing especially you know running backs coming off the edge where you know you can trust him making tackles because you see this time and time again in in the league now cornerbacks missing tackles is is brutal it is is brutal because that turns and again too like you think uh 
you know, running backs when they get to that next level, they the idea is obviously they should have been tackled already, but uh, a cornerback missing a tackle that usually turns into a big play. It does. So having a guy that is a good tackler and has a gr- and is great in the run defense um, is also really important. And the other thing too is what I love to hear as well um, is he's a great teammate. He's a great guy. I even heard that today at the mini camp. Um, he's a guy that. Every time he makes a play, like all his teammates come around him because they just love him. They loved him at UCF. He's he's a big like team player, like you know, always always celebrating with the with the fellas, like always yeah, you love to see that. always get and like you know that might not you know you don't put that on the stat sheet and like there there's there's bad players that do that too, but that goes a long way for potential leadership um, down the road if you're a good player, like you know, like an entree role. Almost where uh, it, it, it it really what a great giant. He was. Oh, one of my favorite giants of all time. Uh, but it, it it really goes a, a long way to have a guy like that. But um, I thought this was a great and smart move because you're bolstering an already very strong secondary. Um, and I, I mean, look, the Giants Giants have I would say a top five secondary group uh, in the league right now. Um, I would probably have on them. Paper. Yeah, on paper, on of paper. course, on paper, on paper. But I'd probably have them right now. But there's also, it's, it's also too based off of last year, like with the returning guys with Bradbury, Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney, Jabril Peppers. I forgot about um, Logan Ryan. Yeah. That's shocking because, yeah. you know, uh, extension on Christmas and everything. But, yeah. Great. It was a great free agent pickup. Oh, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been calling for that pickup for two years. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, I, I, the Giants very well could have a top five secondary, um, and, it, and, it, and I mean they were top ten defense last year. Um, but I think they could take another step forward this year, um, and potentially hover around that that five spot. But we'll see. But um, that brings us to round four, and that's Ellerson Smith, linebacker from Northern Iowa. So we have pro composition at Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. Not a big player or anything like that, but he's a good like rotational type of player. He'll be productive, and he, you know, he's, he's a good he's a good part to have in the defense. So his strengths, I have. He was very productive in Northern Iowa. Yeah, and um, he's very long, very athletic. He's very good at snap timing and get off on quickness. He's got size. He's six he six, does. and he's going to be, he's going to be a project because of the long, of the raw talent. But he could be a good rotational guy for yep. what they have for the outside linebacker position. Um, so weaknesses, I have, he ends up on the ground too often, so he gets overpowered too much. And I think that's due to his size it could and be. slender ability. And uh, competition level could be aided to his sack totals. So there's not a lot of competition out there for Northern Iowa to be playing against at the college level. Huh? So maybe that could be a little bit aided there. Um, and he needs to be better balanced when he gets off the, off the snap a little yeah. bit better. So better footwork, better leverage. He needs to be, needs to be better at all of that. But, yeah, you know, round four project, so. And that's part of the reason why I love this pick, too. Round four and up, you're swinging on talent. Like, you're swinging on potential. Yes. You want to see guys, like, that's where you pick your your raw talent and your project guys, where you if see. If you find a guy that's going to be on your roster in round four and above, you won. Yeah, and if you see, like, attributes in a guy where you're like, you know what? He's not ready day one to be like, 
you know, a starter um, or an immediate impact player. Like, yeah, he can be a rotational player, but like, give me, give me like a year or two to work with him and I can turn him into something good. That's the type of player that you pick in the later rounds. And that's why I love this pick because Ellerson Smith, so he was, when he first came into uh, Northern Iowa, he was a tight end weighing about 190 pounds. That's what their coach was saying. And he apparently struggled a little bit as, as a tight end. Um, so they moved him to edge, which he picked up very, very quickly. And what he has that I really love is he's got great moves. Um, he, he, he's a guy that utilizes swim moves. I mean, he's got some good power moves. I mean, obviously he's not the, the bulkiest guy, but he's got like, he's got pretty good game speed. Um, he finds a way to get to the quarterback. And he showed that at the Senior Bowl, which I think was a big eye opener to the New York Giants and a lot of other teams, uh, because again, you're you're questioning, you're questioning, you know, what what is his not not just you're not just looking at like sack totals, but you're seeing production at Northern Iowa, and you're saying like, oh well, is this a issue of competition? And one game at the Senior Bowl isn't going to answer all your questions, but he, I, I watched the Senior Bowl. And he stuck out to me. Like he was one of the, and I didn't know anything about him before that, but he was one of the the best pass rushers in that game that I saw. Um, And I think there's a lot of potential uh, there for him. And I think Patrick Graham will work with him um, and help develop him into, uh, you know, a a pretty valuable piece to this defense where I I don't see him making a, a huge impact. Like I could see him like, next year maybe being like a, a three a three sack guy three you know maybe four sack guy like he's like just used in like certain packages um and you know blitzing schemes but i think he's got a ton of potential obviously he has to reach it but uh, a lot to like there a lot to work with um you're definitely right though like he does end up on the ground a lot um he's not like he, he he's he's made some good like tackles for a loss but he needs to get better um in in the run game um but a lot of it too like i i think i think honestly he could bulk up a little bit um which might help him um because he's got that like kind of tall slender build um being 6'6 and that can throw you off balance so that's something i would like to see um you know him getting into an nfl weight room and you know adding a little bulk to his his build um but definitely you know a great uh, a great value, like you know, good good pick here. Like you're just swinging on raw potential, and that's and that's what I love to say. Absolutely, I, no, I can't agree with you more. And like the four or five sack kind of guy, I can see him being if they develop him well. So, but I mean, if, like like, I, like we said before, before we even started this evaluation, if you find a good rotational guy, even a starter round four, big win. Yeah, yeah. Big win, big win and, and and the other thing is too. It's it's different with positions. Like yes, you like you can find like starting cornerbacks and secondary in the fourth round. Um, like because it's always so deep with that. But like if you're going edge rusher in the fourth round, you're most likely looking at a rotational guy. But you know rotational guys, they come in and they they, they they're an impact. You like, want a Super Bowl off being rotational. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of times those big those big plays that you need. They come from those rotational guys that come off the like well rested, you know, have have that energy that come yeah. in and they make those plays right off the bat and take advantage of guys that are on the field for a long period of 100%, time. Hundred percent, hundred percent, I agree with that. Hundred percent. 
Uh, so the Giants did not have a pick in round five. They jumped to round six. And let's get into that. All right, so the Giants didn't have a fifth round pick, so we're gonna jump to the sixth round pick. And we both agree that this is a project, but nonetheless, let me get my notes on here. Yeah. So we have Gary uh, Brightwell, running back out of Arizona. His pro composition, actually, I don't have one for him. I, I researched a lot. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know what a pro composition is. Uh, so strengths, um, inside runner, he's well built. He makes sharp cuts. He runs hard with determination. Which he I runs to say. very hard. He won't let up when contact approaches. He consistently tries to run through them. Yeah, he's he's a he's bruiser. A he's a bruiser. He, so his, he wants contact. His weaknesses is that he's a bad, bad, and very bad vision for a runner. Yep. Um, he sometimes gets too impatient on cutbacks, and he has uh, some confusion on pass protection and blitz assignments, which, Connor, we went over this. If you're a rookie running back in this league, you ain't gonna you, play. You're not gonna play unless you pass protect. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Brian Westbrook said this. I've listened to him said this, say this multiple times. That when he came into league, he could not play unless he pass protected very well, and that's the make or break for him. Yeah, that's that. That's the most important thing um, for all rookie running backs. Um, you're not gonna see the field if you can't do that. Uh, Personally, uh, this was the only pick that I really didn't like uh, for a number of reasons. One, uh, there were plenty of other way better running backs on the board. Uh, Khalil Herbert out of Virginia Tech, uh, Jared Patterson um, out of Buffalo, I believe. Yes. But, um, but there they, they were, they, they were a ton of different running backs still on the board that have like starting running back potential uh, that they could have picked. And they picked uh, this guy who another issue too. He has fumbling issues. And that's why Corey Clement was brought in. Exactly. In so they're, they're looking to but make this guy a problem. I think he's most likely going to be a special teams player. Um, I, don't and, I, don't, I don't think this is going to make the Ross type of dude. I think he's going to be a practice squad bat to help them get through the waiver wire. I think he might make the roster as a special teams player, um, but I also like I I don't see him. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't play as a running back, um, and hopefully they get another backup running back like next year because I'm not very high in Brightwell. Uh, I do love that he runs hard, like face full of steam like he's re he's running at contact he likes to bulldoze people um i like that hard running style that could be helpful maybe in goal line uh or short yardage situations yep. but uh i just don't uh the fumble issues that that bothers me gotcha. the the pass blocking issues that bothers me um, just not not my favorite pick. That's I hope why, that's why I see him more as a practice squad type. Of I, I I hope I hope he he works on it and you know proves me wrong. It's it's happened many times with running backs and other positions over the years. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But uh, not not a fan of the pick uh, at the time, and that's that's the only pick that I was like not really. I was not a not fan. Of. Okay. So that's a that brings us to the last pick of the Giants in the 2021 NFL Draft, and that's. Rodarius Williams, the cornerback out of Oklahoma State. So I researched, I found his pro composition, and that was A.J. Boye. 
which would be a, I mean, a gift yeah, in yeah. round six. Because A.J. Bouye has had a lot of, uh, you know, productive years. Oh, yeah. A lot of great years in yeah. Jacksonville and even Houston. He was in Houston and he was on Denver. And then Jacksonville and then on Denver, right? Yeah. Okay. Er, so three teams yeah. and he, he did he did produce very well. So he's the uh, – Rodarius Williams is the older brother. Of Greedy Williams. Of Greedy Williams out of uh, Cleveland. So his strengths, I see him as an average route recognition type of player. He, um, he improved his ability to stay with the route out of press, which is good at the NFL level. And um, he, improved, uh, he has physical at the catch point, which is good for a cornerback too as well. Um, weaknesses, he may lack patience or agility to play at press at the NFL level. So he did a good in college. I want to see how he transitions a little bit better at the NFL level. Um, if and when he does get beat, he could be a little handsy. So that might get flagged at the NFL level. So he's got to watch out for that. And he loses a feel for routes at times. So a lot of work to do here with um, recognition on the routes and um, the opposing, um, you know, talent. But, again, round six, you know, work in progress type of player, that's, man. That's really it. And you pretty much hit on everything. Um, and, two, like, round six, it, it's, you know, this is, this is the type of pick that you want to make, uh, guys like this. Uh, he projects as a man-to-man cornerback uh, for the Giants, which I, I like because I like having guys where you can fill certain you know you, you can fill certain roles because there's cornerbacks that are better zone cornerbacks and there's cornerbacks that are better man-to-man and there's going to be situations yeah. where you're playing man defense versus zone and you're going to need guys that are more suited for that man-to-man and press and you know pressing up on guys so. I think that was one of the things that I liked about this pick. Um, he does have issues tracking the ball um, and getting his hands on passes, um, but he's you know he's a patient player, um, and he does offer like you know the skill set that's needed in today's NFL. Um, I think he needs to gain some strength, um, but it's it's a it's an intriguing pick. Like he he could he does offer some value. I mean, there was a stat that I saw, and you know he played in. Uh, uh, what was it? The, the Pac-12, uh, which is a a big, you know, a high-scoring uh, conference in college football, and he did not let up a touchdown last year. Like he didn't let up a touchdown. Which that's what I wanted to see. Yeah, and that's yeah. that. That I'll, I'll look. I'll take that in a six-round pick. So I would too. Yeah. I, every day of the week, I would take that in a six-round pick. Yeah. So you know, nothing more to say here. I have yeah. notes. You you had your your vision on it. So. Good pick for them. I think he, he probably could be a rotational guy yeah. at the end of the level. So, so overall, he's learned a little bit better. So overall, overall, great, give it to me. So I, I'm I'm going between uh, an A minus and a B plus. I think it's more so a B plus that can turn into an A um, if you know if you know these these players because I think a lot of these players like. Kadarius Tony, for example, um, like that can that can turn from a like oh like you know he needs to work on something to being like a boom a boom pick where it's like wow he could have gone way earlier than than expected and, and same with Aziz Ojulari um, and even Aaron Robinson so like I think it has potential to be an A um, I, I'm gonna stick with uh, I'm gonna stick with a B plus um, for right now. Um, but it, very close to an A minus. Like if there was like a number, I would be like eighty nine point 
five. Like, you know, like right around that 90 grade. Yeah, right around that 90 grade. So I'm going to go with, I flirt with a C plus, B minus. And this is because I see a lot of projects other than Aziz Ojulari. Because I think Aziz Ojulari is probably the best pick the Giants had this year. Definitely the best The rest need to find their fits. So I'm going to go B minus with the ability to be a B plus type of draft. Mm -hmm. Because I want to see what Jason Garrett does with Kadarius Tony. I want to see how Aaron Robinson fits in the starting. If he's a starter at the nickel quarterback position, this which is I think, 100% which, B+. which I think he will be. This is a B plus, A minus. And draft. and look, and that's not to say that like Darnay Holmes played very very well last year, so it's not like he's just going to come in and take the job. Like Darnay Holmes is a very capable starting slot cornerback yes. uh, for the Giants, and he played very well in his rookie year last yeah. year. So. They, but what I love is they have depth at every because you know how injuries happen. They have depth, they have versatility. Injuries happen. You, you talk to me, yeah, the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me, I know, they I know they fucking happen, dude. And it's ruthless, um, it's ruthless. So I, I get it. So this, this is a B minus draft me as we stand today. But this could be a B plus A minus. Well, draft. to be honest with you, I'm gonna change my grade and I'm gonna say I'm gonna move it to an A minus for me okay. because I'm also gonna take into account the trade backs and getting That's getting fair. getting trading back with with the Bears um, and with uh, the Dolphins in the second round to get draft capital next year in a very very strong and deep class That's where they now fair. have two first round picks, two third round picks, and two fourth round picks. That bumps it to an A minus for me. I like that. that. Okay, fair enough. So I still stand by where I graded them B minus with the ability to be a B plus, and I might even be with you an A minus if they find some places for this for this uh, for these players. But I love the Aziz Ojulari pick. I I I absolutely am like so happy for them mm-hmm. to get that type of player around too. So. Without further ado, that brings us to the Philadelphia Eagles draft. So let's start off with round one. That is Devontae Smith out of Alabama. I know. You're not happy about it. So I uh, researched, I found his pro compositions. So that's Calvin Ridley and um, Daniel Jeremiah and ESPN say that he reminds them of Marvin Harrison. So Marvin Harrison, I think, is the perfect. Comparison. This is a home run hit here for the Eagles. Um, the Eagles traded back in the first round from six to twelve, and then traded up again to round, um, no, not to round, to uh, number ten. But they got a first round pick next year, and they got Devontae Smith to go out of this draft pick. So I think that is a win for Harry Roseman here and the whole Eagles organization. And um, so his strengths, everything. I think yep. he's a great route runner. He has good speed. He has good size. He's the best route runner in the class. He is, 100%. So his weaknesses, um, I only got weight, and he could have trouble against bigger NFL corners at the, at the next level, but I don't see that as big of an issue. I think he's NFL ready from day one, and he has to be. Yeah, I, I, oh, I mean, he, de- he definitely is. And he was the best player in the uh, college football last year. De- he de- definitely, so definitely is I'm ready. very excited for this, this guy to be on my team this year. Um his weight, I can't get away from because I know the mini camp that they started today, and I saw pictures of him catching like footballs from the quarter uh, from the you know quarterbacks and coaches, and his legs look like toothpicks. So it really it it, it, it makes me scared 
But, however, he had no problem at the college level, and he faced great talent there in Alabama. So I think this is a home run hit for them. So I don't, I'm not going to weigh too much into his weight. I no pun intended. Yeah. But, you know, I hope he gains a little bit more. But he's gonna he's gonna be a good receiver in this league. So I mean, I, I think that obviously immediately becomes the best receiver on Philly's roster. Uh, well, so that, that's not saying much. But but I mean, to take a player anywhere where they instantly become the best player uh, in that position is that's that's a home run pick, no matter what. Um, you know, he can play either out wide or in the slot. You can move him around, which is another great quality about him. Um, and like I said, he's he was the best route runner in the class. The size thing, so a lot of people are worried about the size in terms of like getting injured. And that doesn't worry me as much because like I've said before, guys get injured whether they're 160 pounds or if they're 300 pounds. Yeah. Like injuries happen. It doesn't matter how big you are. What worries me about that is the press and dealing with bigger cornerbacks and getting free. I'm glad you brought that up because it's not the injuries that concern me with his weight. It's how he gets pushed around at the line of scrimmage. That's what I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting to see because I'm not worried about him getting open like outside of the first five yards. Like if he gets past that, I think he'll have no problems getting open. Very similar to Marvin Harrison. Um, and he's got – he doesn't have elite speed, but he's got good enough speed, um, you know, down, like to get open down the field. Um, I think he was like – he's in the four fives somewhere around yeah, in, there. In that range, yeah. Um, but he, he's got he's, he's got decent speed. But what I really want to see is, you know, when guys get up in his face and they press him off, off the man-to-man coverage and stuff is how he deals with that, how he can get away because – that's a big – that is a big question mark. And that is a big – and that – that, something that has to be said. And it's a big question because that has always been there for people, receivers coming into the NFL that have dominated college football. Yes. And some of them have gone up against, you know, great cornerbacks that are the type of cornerbacks you're seeing in the NFL. But experienced guys that are bigger guys like that – Yeah. It, they they might push you around for a little bit, but he could you know and, find ways to work on that. The Eagles fan, and I know you're happy about this pick here, but you have to think about that. Uh, you know, longer corners and you know the, the NFL level, it could be it could be a problem for Devontae yeah. Smith at the next level. So I I, I know you're holding them high expectations here, but it could be an adjustment period for him. It really could be, but. Nonetheless, I, I believe this is a great home run pick for the Eagles. I think he's going to be a, a great player in the league. And they got a first-round pick out of it to move back from 12, and they only had to give up a third-round pick to move up to get him out of the Giants. So, good pick for them. It was a good pick for them. Now, round two is my most intriguing part of this draft. Mm-hmm. And if if this man works out in the league, this, home could, run. Be, this could be my favorite pick of the draft. Yeah. So – we have Leonard Dickerson out of Alabama, us uh, offensive guard slash center. Um, his NFL composition is a Frank Ragnow or a Mike Pouncey. Um, Take your pick. So this guy, I mean, he's a leader. Uh, he was a representative for the coin toss in the national championship game. He just tore his ACL the week prior or two weeks prior, however, however they time it. And, um, he played in the victory formation in the Alabama game when they actually had the national championship written up. 
I want to finish up, but I know you have something to say. I can see you. Go ahead. And I just want to say, well, it's on that, is when he came in, one of the big things that I noticed was when he came into that huddle, everybody, everybody hugged him. Everybody came up and hugged him. The entire line, the quarterback, the receivers, everybody. Everybody was like our, almost like our captain is here. Our leader yeah. is here to, to finish this off for us. And yeah. that is a huge quality in an offensive lineman too. That's what you want. You want those guys that you're like, you can trust. Like so, this guy leads us to, to victory in the, in the gritty the areas The leadership is a big thing for me. And I know this is like Jason Kelsey is our center and also our leader too as well. And this is probably his last year. So this could be a plug and play leader slash star. But you know, that's, it's funny because he reminds me a lot of Jason Kelsey in that regard where I can see him being like the outspoken leader of the team in the future, like Jason Kelsey. Has. Everybody loves him. Everybody yeah. loves him. And if Nick Saban loves him, then, you know, then that says enough for me yeah. too. As well. that, that's, that's his best of a sign he off. He had an interview you, yeah. with the Eagles like after the draft and everything because, you know, you go through all that interview process with the team representatives and such. And he said that Nick Saban actually drove into him a lot. And he responded very well, and he was favored by a lot of the yeah. um, a lot of the team. So, anyway, so he can play center and guard at the NFL level. He has a lot of sack since 2017. Oof. So, I know his injury history is a big question here. So that's 27 games he did not allow a sack since 2017. He could be a plug-and-play starter for years to come, 10-plus years probably even. Um, strengths, I mean, this guy is the offensive offensive guard, center, tackle, the offensive line player you want to you have on your team. He just wants to pancake people. He wants to beat the shit out of people on the offensive line. Um, he has good recognition of the defense. He's great in the run game. His uh, ability to slow down two defenders in one rep. So he can go off and block somebody and then move on to somebody else. So he has good recognition in that aspect. And um, you can't bull rush him because he's just too freaking strong. I mean, he's 6'6", 335. He's a big freaking guy. So his weaknesses is his injury history. You know, he has had uh, two ankle surgeries, two ACL injuries, which I know a lot of people shy away from this, but when your first ACL injury happens – you have a 50% shot if your next ACL going in the next three years. Uh-huh. So he already had that go. So, yeah, I, I believe he has nothing, I mean, not, 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 nothing to worry about, but at least he got out of the way, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's how you yeah. want to look at it. Yeah. So um, he has shorter arms is another weakness, um, and he needs to get better in pass protection. Yeah. So he's good in the run game, but I would like to see him more better in, like, you know, not – just, just recognizing like the rush, like, yeah. I mean, and giving the quarterback more time. So, with that said, I love this pick. If this guy works out, Connor, take it. I mean, if it weren't for injuries, he'd be a high first round pick. Um, that's for sure. Um, he's one of the best offensive linemen in this class. Uh, the really, my only concerns are the multiple ACL injuries. I mean that. That's obviously what caused his stock to fall a little bit, yeah. um, and you know it's a, it, it is a significant red flag. Like that is that is a, a big is. red flag. But I'm, taking that gamble in the second round is much better than taking it in the first round. The Eagles had multiple visits with this guy, yeah. and I didn't know if they were going to take him or not because of the Sidney Jones second round mm-hmm. kind of injury history that he had. But I knew they were heavily interested in him. And I'm just surprised. Yeah. Well, I definitely see him starting at guard initially. 
Um, and then being Jason Kelsey's long-term replacement um, in, in the future at center. That's that's what I see happening. Fair enough. And I yeah. could see also Samalu from the left guard moving over to center and then him taking over in the left guard position. And then, mm-hmm. well, actually it depends on the one who we'll see. next year. We'll see. Well. Maybe they can move on from Brandon Brooks and take over the right guard position. But we went over this off air. If I'm a running back and I'm running the football on the left that side of way. the offense, I am running by yep. Jordan Maialata and Landon Dickerson. Even, even if the play calls me to run right, I'm turning it left. Absolutely, 100%. So that brings us to the uh, third round the dra- uh, third round pick in the draft. And this is a very um, skeptical pick that they made here, as you guys know. So this, uh, this was a, with a lot of, um, you know, like um, everybody saw this live. So this is Howie Roseman making the pick of Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech. Daps. And he Daps. went to go, he went to go well, do the fist balls to everybody, and they went to Tom Donahoe. And, you know, they had the altercation there. And, of course, with a lot of uh, scrutiny that they got over the last couple months, you don't want to see that. So they took Milton Williams. I'm not upset about it because this is a guy who could play both defensive end and defensive tackle. He could play both. That's the versatility that they want the um, defensive line here. And plus, Jonathan Gannon, who's our new defensive coordinator, looked like he loved this pick. I, I don't think anyone clapped harder in their life than when someone actually made this pick. But, okay, his NFL uh, composition is Danico Autry, which was a, uh, uh, a lineman that was drafted from Indianapolis. He's not going to make out-of-the-world numbers by any means, but he's going to be a good rotational guy, and he could play both end and defensive tackle. So um, his strengths I have is that he can play the both defensive tackle and defensive end. Um, he's very strong against a run. Um, he needs to develop more of the pass rusher at the next level. He's good at the run uh, defense. Um, he's very dynamic and explosive at the snap of the ball. So he's very quick, which I love to see. So um, his strengths is his biggest um, – his thing is, uh, is he good at, he's good at block shedding, and he can make a play. Um, and uh, he's really, really good against the run. He's got a high motor. Uh, great footwork, which I love to see too as well. And um, he's he's very strong against single blocks. So that does hurt the next level in case he has a double team. But remind you, he's got he's, Javon he Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. And Fletcher Cox yeah. there. He ain't going to have he's not gonna have a double, double team, team so for a couple of years at least. That could bode well for him. Yeah. So his weaknesses, his, length, uh, his uh, lack of length and um, his mass could be a he's problem at the next nice. level. So – his um his arms are short and he's a little undersized with the weight issue. So he has a he weighs I think about two eighty five. I would love to see him more at that three hundred yeah, ten level. Yeah. So I think that would be nice for him. But so um, good developmental player nonetheless. Um, a good rotational guy for the Eagles want to do. But so that was my biggest thing is he's under very undersized um for an interior lineman like two eighty five is is pretty low. But one of my strengths for him is his athleticism. He's very, very athletic, um, and he has that athleticism that's necessary to make him win those battles at the next level. So where he lacks in size, he makes up for, um, you know, with with speed. <laughs> Excuse me, and getting around, you know, bigger, bigger offensive linemen uh, with that, you know, athleticism. But. Uh, the other thing for me too that why I didn't love this pick is I would have loved to see them go cornerback here. And yes, I know they went cornerback in the next round. See, that's what I love about them. They did not go quarterback. 
They didn't the cornerback. They did not see someone at that position to draft at that level. They didn't go for need. They went for best player who they saw fit available. And and I agree I, I agree with that with that that concept. Absolutely. My only and, and this is just this is just me. Like I thought that there were better cornerbacks, like the value for cornerbacks there were better than Milton Williams. Who was on the board? Um there were a couple people on the board. Uh, I think Aaron Robinson was on the board. Um, Aaron Robinson was taking the 71, 71, actually. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But the Eagles did have 70, but they traded back. They so traded they back. The yeah, yeah. But they passed on it. But. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look. I remember – I'm trying to think of uh, some of the other names. It's okay. I don't mean to put you on off, spot off, right. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I remember yeah. at the time there were, there were some names – that I was like looking at like during the actual like uh, draft so man, process. Be defensive Eagles fan. Like, who was on the board there? Who was yeah. on the board? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't hate, I don't hate the player. Um, I don't either. I just, I, I there, there's a couple other picks I would have liked here, but um, definitely, definitely not like a bad pick uh, no, whatsoever. Not a bad pick. Uh, a little bit of a project type of player, and um, he could, he could play. I love the versatility. I really do. Yeah. I love it. I know the Eagles do too. So uh, I'm excited to see him. I think he's going to be on the roster. Well, he should be mm-hmm. at a round three pick um, from day one. He so that moves on to Zach McPherson. So this is the cornerback that everybody, well, not the cornerback that everybody wanted, but the position that everybody wanted. So yeah. Zach McPherson, cornerback at the Texas Tech. So I saw that he was rated as a sleeper pick for this draft. So he could be a pretty potentially good player at the NFL level. So he played both outside and inside at college. And he, I think at the NFL level, he's more of the um, outside type of corner. Definitely. Yeah. So his strengths, um, he has good ball skills. He's very highly intelligent. So we can recognize uh, run, um, 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 receiving routes very well. And um, he's an excellent learner. And he's not afraid to support the run game either. So he'll put his, uh, you know, helmet towards the, the ball carrier, not afraid to hit. Uh, weaknesses, he has to get better on his timing, whether that's jump ball or um, openings. You know, he's got to like, drive on the ball a little bit better. Um, he needs to be a better tackler, and he must improve his route recognition a little bit better. So he can go with the wide receiver very well, but he's got to be, like, you know, just more aware of the chain of direction the receiver can make. But... Fourth round pick, I think this is the, the, the best you can ask for at a quarterback. Yeah. A very tough position in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean I think he's got good straight line speed. Um he, he's got decent ball skills that he's gotten better at. Um and he always shows up to do uh his part in run support. Um so that that's some of the big things too, is and, and his ability, he's he's a good I feel like he he's a good learner. He's he's a smart like high football IQ player, which is what you want to see out of your cornerbacks. Um, some of the weaknesses for me like the average footwork, um, and he, he needs to improve on the route recognition. Um, that's kind of that 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 that's kind of the big things for me. I mean, some of the other weaknesses are aren't really big weaknesses in my eyes, like. Saying like you know his timing it, 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 to openings isn't great, um, uh, and he, he's a little inconsistent with with almost trusting his technique. Um, but I think he's definitely like he, he he's a little bit of a project, um, like not someone that I would like 
expect to come in right away and make like a huge impact. But I think he could be a good cornerback, um, you know, down the road. Um, I, I don't see him as a number one. No, um, number one, but possibly not even number two. Yeah, but a depth, a, a good solid depth piece that can come in, fill in for injuries, um, but also different packages. Right. So this moves on to the fifth round of the Eagles draft. One of my um, favorite pick. This guy could. This guy. I don't say this lightly. Um, I think this guy could be the steal of the draft out of all teams in the NFL. So I'm going to name a couple of his strengths because he's got a lot of them. I'll just say real quick, ahead, he's please. one of my favorite running backs in the class. Uh, and so I had him hovering around the fourth or fifth running back. Um, it actually went. So my, my number one, just to give you a quick rundown, my number one was Travis Etienne. My number two is uh, Najee Harris. Really? You had Travis Etienne ahead of Najee Harris? Yep. Wow. Yep. I'm he's he's more of a more of a game breaker. Okay. Um, he can do more than Najee Harris can. Um, but obviously, I like the fit for Najee Harris in Pittsburgh more than I do not Travis Etienne in Jacksonville. But in terms of overall complete running back, Travis Switch Etienne. Switch the roles. Do you like where they, where they ended up? What if they switched up, like Najee Harris and Jacksonville? Oh, I would have lo- loved Travis Etienne in Pittsburgh. Okay. Like. Okay. Um, Travis Etienne could do more than Najee Harris can. Okay. Uh, but Najee Harris is a phenomenal running back he prospect. Is. They're both very, very good. And so is Javante Williams. Oh, my God. Um, the, my four and five, I kind of went back and forth between Kenneth Gainwell and uh, and Michael Carter. Um, those are – they were very, very close. Um, my one buddy, Jason Kane, friend of the podcast, uh, his – Probably his favorite player that he wouldn't stop raving about uh, was Kenneth Gainwell. And he just like, if you need to ask him anything about Kenneth Gainwell, he'll tell you everything. He loves Kenneth Gainwell. Um, So he got me onto him where I watched a lot of his, uh, a lot of his tape. And he's a very, very intriguing prospect. Um, He's got good weight at, you know, 200 pounds for being five, eight. That's he's, he's got, very, very good weight. Um, I'll just give you a quick little analysis yeah, yeah, that I have. Um, he can handle a heavy workload, which is great. Um, he's got good lateral change of direction. Uh, he's got he's got pretty really good field vision, um, and he also he he can play in the, he can play a role in the passing game too. I mean, he he was more so a kind of like a bell cow natural running back, um, but he also reads blocks very very well which is another big big thing when you're getting the ball on those hb draws and everything yep. like that's that's what you want to say um i don't really have a lot of weaknesses for him uh i like, have a couple and i'm just gonna like jump in real quick yeah um i think he could create uh well i think he's gonna struggle at the nfl level to create yards at the contact yeah and that's the only thing that i think i could see as a negative on him other than that, I think he's a fantastic running back. Yeah. And he's going to be a great one-two punch with him and Miles Sanders. And we also have Nick Sirianni as our head coach. We know how they love to use a running backs in Indianapolis. So this could be a Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. 
Naheem Hines and um, yep. Jonathan Taylor type of, type of duo here. Yep. So he's going to get his snaps, and I would not be surprised if you see both him and Miles Sanders out in the backfield taking snaps together. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised. And I really do like Miles Sanders. I made that very, I very clear. I this, but I don't see it. I'm not saying this year, but – I think Kenneth Gainwell takes over the starting back running back position in a year or two. It's, it's quite possible. I, 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 can't, I can't rule it out, but Miles Sanders has so much so much talent. I love Miles Sanders. I've made that very, know, very clear. I know, I know. But for some reason, it doesn't seem like Philly loves him. They don't give him the ball enough. Well, I don't that, get it. That's, well, that, that'd be, that's true. That, that could change with Nick Sirianni. You're right. Now. You're right. That could change with Nick Sirianni. So, the Dougie was just pitiful last year. Awful, awful head coach. How awful play calling! It that, that that's no need to be said there. Yeah. I think I think he was just terrible. But I'm very excited to see Kevin Gainwell. So that's our fifth round selection and probably one of the biggest sleeper picks in the draft. So that brings us to round six at uh, Marlin Tuyupulatu. I hope I said that correctly because I don't think it matters. This guy, no, I think it does. I think this guy is more NFL ready than Milt Williams is. I think I think this guy is going to be a good rotational defensive tackle at the NFL level, and you know you can say what you want. You know he's out of USC, but his strengths—he's um, he took his pass rush game to the next level in 2020, so he jumped his uh, his stock there. Um, he did uh, he did play better overall in 2020. That's going to be his uh, biggest biggest strength there. That you know, I wouldn't look too much into the other years, but he he made an uh, made an initiative be better in 2020 he did that and he has the ability to use uh the quick dry up and rush lane so he's a good uh run um run defense uh weaknesses um average size um he needs to obtain pass rush skills a little bit better so he's good against the run but his pass rushing moves needs to be better um and he has he's shown to slow down as the game progresses but i don't think you need to worry about that too much at the next level because he's not going to be a plug-and-play starter from day one. This is this is just the guy who's going to get, like, what? I don't know. Let's say he makes the roster. 20 snaps, if that, even. So I, I think that's a good, that's a good spot. For uh, and I think, too, like, when you're getting – and you're picking him in the fifth round, like, that's something that, like, that's what you want out of a player like that. Um, I was not – I did not really like this pick that much. Um right. Uh, but again, it, you you take it with a grain of salt because you know fifth round play like fifth round player. If you're getting that kind of rotational piece um, inside the the de- defensive line, like it's fine. But I I I actually thought this defensive line class was terrible. Um, yeah, I didn't think so it was good. It's funny so, we talked about that, and the Eagles took a lot. Yeah, like and so I, I don't have a lot of like super strong things to say about a lot of there's a few that i really liked um but only a few um and so with this and like i don't want to just highlight the weaknesses but uh the big thing with him is the size uh that that is like a very like average to below average size for that he doesn't have like the the stout like that a lot of teams I don't know, want from like a, a guy that's supposed to be a run stuffer. Cause that's what he, like, he's a run stuffer. He's he not is, a, he, he doesn't have really that he's pass nothing, rush. He's got nothing to bring to the table in regards to pass. Rush, yeah. So. Yeah. And like you want, when you have that run stuffer, you want that like snacks, Harrison, that the, the, the Sioux, like you want that big, like, 
Um, I mean, Aaron, so Aaron Donald's not stout, but he's more of a pass rusher. But like, uh, what's his face from uh, Carolina? Uh, uh, I mean, not Carol, not Carolina, um, Arizona, all those years ago. What's his name? The 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 huge guy. Oh my god! Why can't I think Shit. of his name? What the hell was his name, man? You know exactly who I'm talking about. I know about. who you're know yeah. talking about. Give me a second. I'm going to yeah. bring it up. If you got something else to say, please go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. I'm gonna bring it up. Oh, um, my God. I'm going to yeah. freak out. It was, it was an alliteration. Like, his, his first name and his last name began with the same letter, I believe. Oh. I know. It, it's bothering me. It's going to bother me, too. Yeah. Man. Oh, there you go. Oh, good, oh, good no, job. No, I was uh, alliteration. I, I said his up, first man. letter, the first name began oh. with the second name. Yeah. So exactly my point with that, um, Darnell Dockett. Like you want that from your your run stuffer. But um, another thing is, the big thing for me is tendency to wear down as the game progresses. Yes. So that's where I feel like they can turn that weakness into a strength by playing him. You know, in the right situations. Correct. So we can see that, but um, I think in this day and age too, like you know, you see all these positions sort of evolve, where like the the linebackers are more so like we want you to be able to drop back and coverage more, and yeah. the interior linemen we want you to pa- rush the passer more than to be this run stuffer. Um, so I think the fact that he doesn't have that like toolbox as a pass rusher uh, is like iffy, but again, fifth round pick. That that's that's what you want to you know. Just I think he's going to be part of the rotation. When, yeah. When game day starts, I, I really do. I think they're they I think they're very high on him. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it works out. But so I believe it's round six. That's Teron Jackson, defensive end out of Coastal Carolina, and not a lot of players come out of Coastal Carolina. But anyway, so his pro composition that I researched on was Jabal Sheard. He was a very underrated defensive lineman. So he was, a giant, he was a giant last year. He was a giant last year. Um, so if I get a even closer Jabal Sheard in the sixth round, yeah. that's a win for me. But anyway, so his strengths that he, um, he is strong at the point of attack. Um, he has shown the ability to hide his pass rush moves and bait his blockers punch so he can perform a good quality pass rush to the quarterback, which which I which I love. And that, that's step one. You know, well, not, not step one, but like that's part of the process of being an NFL caliber player. Uh, weaknesses: um, his pass rush just relies on just power and just swim moves, so he needs to like you know develop more there. Um, he's, he uh, he struggles at he struggles at the change of direction, and his hips are tight when he moves, so he needs to loosen it up a little bit and move a little bit better. So you know that's that's what I got on him. Yeah. Um, so. Like I'm like this is another pick that I'm kind of iffy with. It was kind of weird with the whole Eagles draft. Like I loved their first two picks, and then I liked random picks throughout their draft. Um, Kenneth Gainwell being one, and then another one that we'll touch on in a little bit. Uh, right next, I think. Um, no, not not the next one. The one after that. Uh, um, I don't know about that, but uh, but uh, like again, like he's got. Pretty much all the strengths that you touched on, that's that's what I feel with him. Um, you know, another one, too, is, like, he has a good secondary effort, um, which you always like to see from those guys. Like, he'll he'll keep coming. He'll, he won't stop. And, you know, if they're – if you can establish good coverage downfield, 
that that comes in handy. A lot of guys give up on plays. Like a lot of guys will just kind of stand there and like, you know, hand play instead of like keep coming and keep trying different moves. And yeah. he'll keep doing that, which is good. Um, but the weaknesses too is uh, the change in direction. Um, that's kind of a big one. Uh, he has trouble ripping away from blocks. Uh, and I, I think that like he needs to – his his plan uh, his rush plan so to speak it, it's really relied on his power um in inside swim moves he's got to work on you know being a little bit more uh i don't know creative fluid Flu- fluid and creative um with that um but i i would say i i would say the change in direction um and he, he doesn't have a lot of like the upper body suddenness so to speak like um that where he can get a, like if he gets caught on a block like ripping away from that where you do that quick little like no like course. that that's something he needs to work but on again this is a six round six draft round pick. six round draft so pick so this goal could be worked on in mini camps yeah. otas um training camp you know practice squad this could all be worked on that he's definitely a player that like he's a type of player that i like in the sixth round like like a, a type of player that you take a flyer on for sure. Um, so that brings us to the uh, second six-round pick the Eagles have. So that's Jacoby Stevens, the safety slash linebacker out of LSU. So I thought this is going to be one of your more favorite picks. It's not. It's not one that I. It's not one that I don't like. I'll, right. I'll, I'll say that, but right. it's not my. It. Uh, uh, we'll get to my one of my favorite no problem. picks. So. He's lifted as a safety linebacker, but I think he's more of a linebacker at the NFL level. So, he's a money backer. He's a what? He's a money backer. He's a money backer. For sure. <laughs> so um, I see him more as a linebacker, and that's because he fluctuated weight so much in college. Like, um, I think he needs to gain about 20, 25 pounds. I think he listed at 215 in, um, in, in, uh, in, in um, um, whatchamacallit. Last year at college. I right? am at 212. 6'1", 212. Oh, so 20, 25, 25 more pounds to be uh, an NFL uh, linebacker. So he's coachable. Um, he's got versatility. That's the um, big one for me. He grew into more of his leadership role, and he took it very seriously, which I love to see. Mm-hmm. So he had 21 and a half tackles for loss in his career at LSU. Which is huge. Yeah, I love it. So his weakness is that he's below average speed when covering down the field which is why I think he's more of a linebacker at the next level. He's not going to be able to deal with the NFL speed. And that's where I want to interject real quick. Yeah, yeah, please. I think part of the weakness is, is he he is almost like confused at times whether he's playing the safety role or the linebacker role. Right. Like, and that's something – and, th- and that, that I don't really think is more so on him. I think that's more so on the coaching staff – um, at the next level, like whatever team he's with, like establishing establishing what your position is and what your duty is. Agreed. So I don't really know so much if that's like a weakness on his part versus like that, or if it is, that can be something that can be cleaned up very quickly. Agreed. Agreed. So I have nothing else with weaknesses. Um, the speed thing is a weakness for me. And then he carried extra weight in college. And then we just went over that like before too as well. So yeah. I see him more as a linebacker at the next level. I think if they sustain him as a linebacker, he's going to perform very well. So I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what they're going to like. I think that they're going to have like 
like specific. I, I, I view him as a Keanu Neal. Like, okay. where. I can see that. And, and, like, obviously, like, so the Cowboys brought Keanu Neal in to be a linebacker. A linebacker but he is that kind of like hybrid safety linebacker where he's that okay, money so backer role. Let's say there's a shit ton of injuries in the safety position. You can move him back. Yeah. So that, 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 yeah. That, that's where I see Again, it. a versatile player that you – that's the type of player you want to get that's later in those rounds. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought this next pick – well, this pick that we just talked about was going to be your favorite pick of my draft. Yes. But this one coming up is the Patrick Johnson is, okay. is so, my favorite. Not well, it's it's not my it's not my favorite pick of their draft. Right, we'll get we'll get into that. It's one of my favorite value picks of yeah. the draft. So we'll get into that to wrap it up. So um, the first note I have on him is that his NFL comparison was in, oddly enough Derek Barnett. So I know he was kind of rumored to be traded or this could be his last year or whatever, but. I mean, I see him more as a stand-up linebacker at the next level, but could he put his hand in the dirt and rush? I don't know. Maybe they'll find it out. But he's very agile for his size. Um, he's a very aggressive pass rusher, and he measures up uh, to tackle to entry very well. So he's very good at that. Um, his weakness is that he's a little tight in the hips, so he needs to loosen up a little bit. And he, um, he had a bad counter at the initial block. So he's got to develop pass rushing moves a little bit better. Maybe he'll find a little bit more leverage at the next level. But, again, seven round draft pick. We'll see how he pans out. Um, he's got a slow burst to the edge. So he's got to get better at the snap timing and get off quickness, which is what they want in a pass rusher. Yeah. So we'll see what pans out and everything. But I think this is not really a scheme fit for the Eagles. The Eagles, are, I think, are going to perform more of a 4-3 defense under uh, or a cover two under Jonathan Gannon. So I don't really know where they would fit for him. That's why I asked the question, if he could put his hand in the dirt. Yeah, because um, I do view him more as an edge, um, an edge rusher. Uh, so, and I guess, you know, I, I didn't really think too much about scheme fit, whereas, you know, it, it might not be, like, it, it, you would you would know better than I would on the, the scheme fit. Um, that's the, see, that's the big thing, though. I have a new coach, a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, Connor, I don't know what the hell I'm going to see. So I, I'm going this based off exactly. of what I think it's going to be, and that's really it, man. I'll tell you right now, um, I have Patrick Johnson rated higher than pretty much every other player um, that w- was drafted by the Eagles um, outside – well – I mean, it's tough with running backs because you're like debating like what when the value is yeah, to take really them. Higher than like a Devontae Smith or Lennon Dickerson. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying outside of, uh, to be honest with you, outside of like the the second, like the outside of the second round, like I. So, well, I'll just say this: I'm a huge Patrick Johnson fan. Like, I was really high on him. Uh, going into the draft because I really I expected him going in the third round. Um, like I, I I was like I, I was kind of like looking at the Giants to maybe target him um, in the third round. That would, more, that would have been more of a fit for him. And and depending on like how the the draft played out, obviously yeah. after you know taking this, I was like no no no. But um, I, I was shocked that he went this late, and I don't really understand why. Um, 
I think this was one of the best value picks of the draft, really. Um, he's a really good technical player. Um, the only thing that, like, besides the the weaknesses that you, um, you know, you explained, uh, is it, consistency is, is the big one for me is, like, showing up on every play. Um, he sometimes he, – he's one of those, like, take play – plays off uh, very similar to like a Christian Barmore um, oh. different player, but instead of like, I'm following, I'm following. he can come in and be like, what, like you can, you can see a few plays be like, this guy's a superstar. And then you, you'll see, yeah. You're like, Oh, he's on the field like that. Like, <laughs> um, but when he's on his game, he is a very, very good player. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm dead serious. And this isn't like a, this isn't saying that all, all these other picks are are bad picks, but I literally have him like rated higher than than pretty much, except for Kenneth Gainwell. Every other pick. So like, if you were to essentially, if you were to swap him for you know Milton Williams or Zach McPherson or one of those guys, like Zach. I, Zach. <laughs> well, that's just stupid. Um, Zach. Um, if you were to swap him there, I, I would like him there. Like, I really think that he is uh, – this is incredible value so, Kyle, here. let me ask you. Great. Give it to me. Um, I, I go between, like uh, – I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. I'm with you. I uh, yeah. B, yeah. but this could be an A for me yeah. if Lennon Dickerson pans out. That's, that's the big one because a lot of this, too, like, because I was going between, like – I wasn't I, I really wasn't high on a lot of their later round picks. So I was going between a B minus and a B. Um, but then you know I said to myself what we said before too is a lot of these picks like cuz I'm looking at, you know, a, cu- a couple of these different picks here and like you said there a lot of these are project picks that you're getting in the late round and you in my opinion hit home runs with Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson, and I think Kenneth Gainwell is a great pick, and I thought Patrick Johnson is one of the best value picks. So I, I give it a, a solid B. Um, I agree. B with the possibility of being an A. Yes, all yes. Um, so, but, the, but the most important part is the home run picks are home run picks. So, Connor, that, that, can, uh, that concludes our uh, draft for this year, finally. So um, anything more to add? Like, um, I think we pretty much we, 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 we hit it all. Hey, we hit it all, man. So um, that's it, man. Any final thoughts? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Everybody, you filthy animals, thank you. Let's go.